You're listening to Start Here, Finish Here, and Everything in Between. A podcast dedicated to reaching out to students and their families to explain the nuances of transferring credits from LCC to another college or university, and more importantly, demystifying some of the popular beliefs surrounding higher ed. I'm your host, Patty Spagnolo. Welcome to Start Here, Finish Here, and Everything in Between. Today, we will tackle the nuances of FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. I have with me today Michelle Strauss. Michelle is the Executive Director of the Capital Area College Access Network. She provides strategic leadership to the community collaborative dedicated to improving college attainment in the region. She is a professional child advocate with 30 years experience in children's public policy. Michelle is recognized statewide for her expertise in community collaboration, grassroots mobilization, and youth and parent advocacy. She is also a veteran mom of two young adult sons who have survived the college going process. Welcome Michelle and thank you for being on the show to help demystify FAFSA. Thanks for having me today. Okay, we're going to dive right into our questions. First, Michelle, can you explain a bit about the FAFSA process and what is required to apply? Sure. The FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, it's a mouthful, opens on October 1st every fall for the next school year. So if you are a senior this year, you are applying for this coming fall of 2022. Um, We have college advisors in our area high schools and we work with community organizations to host FAFSA information sessions and help families understand the process and complete their form. Uh, For students who are under 24, they and a parent, one parent, must complete a separate FSAID before you even start filling out the FAFSA form. Um, You use your social security numbers, so the student and one parent use their social security numbers. And the reason why we do that is because we want to connect the tax information from the family with that particular student. And every student needs to apply every year that they are in college um, so that they can get their institutional aid or their um, federal or state aid. And it's important for people to know that they have to use a personal email, not your high school email or not your college email uh, when completing the FAFSA form. And you need to check that email all the time. Great. So do parents have to feel like they need to have their taxes done? Is that part of the process? So you actually use uh, something called prior, prior year tax information. So this year we're using the 2020 tax information to complete the FAFSA. Um, But if you do need help um, catching up on on tax information, um, we also have a community partner uh, that provides a free tax uh, assistance called VITA and families can reach out and get their taxes done as as, uh, back as far as they need to. 
Wow, that is awesome. I wasn't aware of that. Are there deadlines that students and parents should be aware of? Well, normally the deadline for priority funding in Michigan is March 1st, which we just passed. But because of the pandemic, um, that's been extended until May 1st. So students should uh, work with their college advisor, their counselor, or give us a call. And we will be happy to assist them to complete that FAFSA. Um, If you are uh, submitting... um, for institutional aid, a lot of times you need to complete the FAFSA in order to get, let's say, your scholarship from Lansing Community College. So it is important to try and reach that March or May 1st deadline this year. Okay. Uh, what are the possible outcomes that students will receive once they've filled out the form? Well, a few weeks after you complete the FAFSA form, you should be getting an email from your college telling you what student aid award you are potentially eligible for. The first thing that most people know of or um, might Uh, hear about is that they're eligible for a Pell Grant. So that is uh, something you don't have to pay back. And typically, if your student was on free and reduced lunch while they were in high school, you would be eligible for that Pell Grant. Um, If you were on Medicaid, uh, your student was on Medicaid during high school, they may also be eligible for the TIP scholarship from the state of Michigan, the Tuition Incentive Program. Uh, Next thing, students might find out they're eligible for work study. Um, That's typically where a lot of our middle-income families will will have eligibility for financial aid. Um, So the work study, you get a job on campus, it's subsidized by the federal government, and you get to keep all that money for your college expenses. And then the last thing that people might hear about Uh, from the federal government is that you're eligible for a loan. And what we tell students is that um, a subsidized loan from the federal government um, is a low interest loan that you don't have to pay back until either you finish your college experience or maybe you take some time off. Um, But that's a better uh, value for you than an unsubsidized loan. And those unsubsidized loans, typically you might get through a credit union or a bank. Those are not good values for our students. Um, And you only should take out what you really need to uh, meet the full cost of tuition rather than thinking you're going to be able to buy a car or anything like that. Just, Just take out what you need if you do need a loan. That's really important information. Can I ask you, too, do students claim more than one school on the FAFSA form? Like they're not sure where they're going? Yeah, so they should yeah. claim every. You should claim every school that you think you um, might want to attend because what you want to be able to do is compare the student aid awards that you get from the different colleges in order to make a decision regarding what's the most affordable option for you. Um, and some colleges will um, determine their institutional uh, scholarships and even even some community organizations will um, use the FAFSA to help determine whether or not you're eligible for a local scholarship, like the Lansing Promise Scholarship. Okay. What are some myths surrounding applying for federal funds? Well, the biggest myth is that you're not going to be eligible for anything. And as I was saying, you might be eligible for other institutional aid or local scholarships because you filled out the FAFSA. So it's really your gateway to all kinds of funding for college. So it's really important for students to complete that that FAFSA application. The other thing we often hear as well is that I don't want the government knowing my business. Well, if you filed your taxes every year, the government already knows how much you make. And all we want to do is connect that tax information to your financial aid package. And that's why it's important to complete that FAFSA. Okay. 
What should people do who are listening to this podcast that may have more questions? Sure. Well, um, if you uh, go to a high school with a college advisor, you can certainly ask that college advisor for support right now. That's what they're they're busy doing. Um, you can contact your college, specifically LCC's financial aid office, to get some assistance um, or answer any questions you might have. Or you can reach out to CAPCAN um, and ask us for assistance. Uh, we have advisors who can set up one-on-one -on -one appointments with you as well. So if you emailed us at collegequestions at capcan.org, um, you can set up an appointment with us. Wow, those are great resources. I, I didn't know we had that much available for students. That is awesome. We've been building a lot over the years, and particularly during COVID, we've amped up our capacity. That's great. And lastly, I believe everybody has a story to share. It could be about you personally or about someone you helped. Can you share something today that we can close with? Yeah, well, a few years ago, before COVID, I was actually helping some students at the Lansing School District, and one young man um, came up to me and said, I need to explain my situation to you. He said, I'm living with my grandma. Um, my grandma doesn't have guardianship of me. My mom's having some difficulties. I can't get her social security number, tax information. My dad's in prison. I, I can't afford to go to college. And I said, actually, we can figure out a way for you to do that. So we worked and talked to his counselor, got a letter. Uh, verifying that he was indeed considered homeless, even though he wasn't homeless, but that in the way of, of, of tracking that, he was considered homeless and therefore an independent student. And all of his financial aid would cover his college education, particularly at LCC. So we want students to know no matter what their circumstances, um, they can probably find a way to afford and, and um, attend college. And that's something that's really important to help them um, sort of get ahead in life, certainly, and, and have a staple income as they move forward. Wow. Thank you so much. And bless you for helping that student. That's just amazing. It's an incredible story. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and for putting your personal touch of caring on this very important subject. Stop by and listen to my first session on lccconnect.org. Thank you to everyone listening, and let's get excited about education. You've been listening to Start Here, Finish Here, and Everything in Between at Lansing Community College.